0: of the visual intonation podcast and today's topic topic love by some hated by others especially as a filmmaker in the industry capitalism in this year 2022 everything is a commodity we live in a world ruled by capitalism where you can buy or sell anything that you can imagine from clothing to digital tokens, to art and film. Over the years, every part of the world we live in has been shaped, sculpted, and transformed to guarantee success in a capitalistic society. Even though cinephiles, such as yourself, recognize the film as an art form, the reality is that film and cinema are a multi-billion dollar industry like any other. Film is business, and that means that we can't ignore the influence that capitalism has had on the art of filmmaking and the reception of the film. The biggest influence of capitalism on the filmmaking industry is by far the presence of studio system. In a studio system, filmmaking is approached like a business by the most dominant movie studios who control every aspect of the film's planning, production, and distribution across the world. Studio systems in America were most prevalent during the golden age of Hollywood, the period stretching from the early to mid-1900s. The golden age of Hollywood saw American film production being almost completely dominated by eight film giants – who produced the majority of Hollywood films. Out of these giants, five of them had ownership of every step of the filmmaking process, from the production, studio, to owning a chain of movie theaters. In the late 1930s to early 1940s, studio systems began to decline. The turning point was a case by the federal government accusing the Big Five studios of violating 1890s antitrust act the antitrust act is designed to prevent companies or businesses from dominating markets using unfair tactics to reduce or overpower the competition so how did studio systems make it impossible for other film studios to thrive in the industry like anything under capitalism it was all about the money These big five studios owned the movie theaters Where their films were screened Which led to these theaters Selectively showing movies Made by one specific film studio This trend was so strong That in 1945 Large movie studios Had ownership rights to 17% Of America's movie theaters Theaters would also Blind-buy films, meaning that theater districts were purchasing movies without reviewing them. You know, alongside blind-buying came block-booking, which is when studios would sell a bundle of films, usually five, to a theater as one unit. Crucially, only one of these films would be high-quality classic viewing. The rest would be lower quality, lower budget, and lower entertainment value. All of these factors combined to create a huge bias in the film industry. If you were a big film studio, you could buy movie theaters and ensure business. If you were a smaller film studio, it was harder and harder to find an independent movie that would screen your films. This federal case changed everything about movies in Hollywood, from production to exhibition. If any of the studios violated antitrust laws again, they would be prosecuted. Studio systems were no longer profitable, and the speed of their disappearance increased with the rise of television in the 1950s. (laughs) Were studio systems all bad? Yes and no. Without a doubt, they created the rise of the big five, including Paramount, Warner Brothers, and 20th Century Fox. If these huge studios hadn't been so successful at the beginning, perhaps film lovers would have been deprived of timeless films such as The Godfather and The Matrix. But at the same time, the total domination of Hollywood by large studios means that we'll never know. What films fail financially, despite being an incredible viewing experience. And those films will likely remain lost to time. Some studios, most notably RKO radio pictures, never recover from the decline. There's one thing we know for certain. If film studios... Systems were able to cause such dominations of the film and theater industry 70 years ago, the domination in 2022 would be unmatched. Even without studio systems, there's no denying that the film industry has big fish and small fish, and high budget production companies like Warner Brothers always seem to come out on top. The more money, You can funnel into special effects, casting, and marketing the more you can guarantee worldwide success. From the death of film studio systems, two more film giants were born, Walt Disney Studios and Sony Pictures. The key difference is that these modern-day major film studios aren't based on how the original Big Five were set out. Copying a company structure from a different time would be a surefire path to failure. Instead, today's film giants avoid functioning as genuine production companies and focus on taking backer distribution roles, loaning resources and money to independent film producers, and then releasing their movies. But are these giant studios destined to fail? You know, just like we saw with the failure of RKO Radio Pictures, the life and death of film studio hinges on where consumers want to put their money. Sure, in every theater there's a cookie-cutter comedy film with an A-list cast, an unoriginal script, and a gift wrap happy ending. And those films will always sell because people want to laugh. Superhero movies will always somewhat be popular because people like to imagine saving the world and kids like to imagine their action figures coming to life. It doesn't seem to matter that these movies don't teach the audience anything or make them feel anything profound. They leave as a happy customer and the film industry gets another buck. In a way, these movies are comparable to the B budget films that were included on a fine film blocking booking bundle. However, in recent years, there's been a shift away from the mainstream superhero, multiple sequels, and audience-pandering genre films towards indie films. Independent films such as Parasite and Moonlight have been able to win multiple awards, catapulted their creators to industry fame, and created an unexpected effect on major film studio profits and box office performance. Without the death of film studio systems, this would have been impossible. Now it seems like it's going to shift the film industry into a completely new direction. You know, despite the rise of independent films, there's still no denying that the film industry still has a deep-seated problem of choosing to value money and profit over art. For large production companies, movie franchises, and some genres of film, that may never change. But increasingly, audiences can become connected with production companies, filmmakers, directors, actors, and others who are passionate about creating a film that means something. It's not just the type of films that make it big that has changed massively due to the death of studio systems. It's the way that we as consumers, movie lovers, and film geeks can view films. Now more than ever, audiences can select how they would like to view films. We are not limited to one movie theater, which offers the film we've been waiting for. And we're not limited to the small scope of approved films produced by the studio, which owns the theater. It's the digital age, after all. You can stream on Netflix, watch on Hulu, or Pirate Online. You can watch a movie from the 1940s in the indie theater, just as the audience did when it first came out. You can watch and rewatch, pause, analyze... To your heart's content. It's a new level of freedom. And the film industry is evolving. In its response to it. More than anything else. Power is in the cinephile's hands now. Your hands. Our hands. We can make the industry. What we want it to be. By choosing who we support. And how we consume content. Since the birth of the film industry, capitalism has been king. That might not change, but the history of studio systems and the rise of independent film producers have helped to shape the film industry into the globally connected web that it is today. Capitalism has both negative and positive effects on the industry. But as the viewer, you, the viewer, us as viewers, we are the audience, the buyer, and the customer. And we can choose where our money should go and what we want to consume. And that's been another episode today on Studio Systems and Capitalism. Of the episode before. See years out, a good friend of mine, Joel Adrian Harris, DP in Atlanta. Next week, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. and We'll see you on the next episode.